back to another episode of Pastime Rants. This is Justin. And this is Wes. It's been a while since we actually did one of these. It's been like two weeks in several hotels. So where are you today? You're in a, a, a day's in or something? No, I've been home all week. It's just been a weird week. Um, but I did uh, have an interesting experience last week, though, because I stayed at a at a Fairfield for two nights. And, yeah, Fairfield's uh, not bad. Fairfield's pretty good, evidently. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so I stayed there because Holiday Inn decided to charge me for two rooms that they shouldn't have charged me for. And I've learned this. I tried getting somebody in customer service from, from Holiday Inn on the, on the phone. Um, good it's luck. Next, it's next to, damn it, pause on, on hold for an hour and I gave up. Um, but, uh, so I said, screw that. I'll go to Fairfield. So I go to Fairfield and, uh, I book, uh, I book even through my company. I book a, a king bed or whatever, just your standard room. And it says like 32 inch TV or whatever. I was like, okay, it's fine. And I show up and, uh, they're like, oh, we're sorry. We booked your room. And I was like, well, what are we going to do? She goes, we'll upgrade you. And I was like, for, you know, no extra charge. She goes, yeah, sure. And freaking got a two room suite out of it. With a nice. with a king bed, um, two TVs, two fifty something inch TVs, a couch, all that. Yeah, shit. you had the whole the whole living room, bedroom separated. Hell yeah, did had like a kitchen to it. No, didn't have a kitchen, but it it was oh. two it was two rooms. But I was like, yeah, I deserve this, and uh, so I said, well, I'm gonna stay there again, you know, because hell, that was that was pretty cool. And uh, so I booked a king, and I noticed, I was like, there's only three rooms available. So I was like, well, I better book now. It was like lunchtime. So they had one king, so I booked the king. I was like, guarantee you they'll do it again. Like, God damn it. They did it again. <laughs> I got the same room, dude. <laughs> not not just a suite. I got this same room, 306, two nights in a row. And it's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> That's but pretty nice. That last night, though, I was going to tell you about this. That last night, uh, this dude that was working with me was like, from from that area in Georgia, and he's like, "Man, there's a Philly cheesesteak place you got to go to." And I was like, "Okay, well, I figured it was like last Wednesday, so I was like, this is probably the last time I'm gonna be here for a while." So, got off. I was like, "I'll go find that place." So I drove like 25 minutes, found it. It's called Little Phillies, and um, go in there, little mom and pop place. Walk up, and you order in the back, and I'm trying to find the menu, and I find the menu or whatever, and I look. Some dude was getting in line. He goes, man, you ordered yet? And I said, no, nah. I, I was looking at the menu. He goes, you never been here before? I was like, no, nah, I'm out of town. I was like, dude, working with me, so I got to come by here. He goes, fuck yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of put back. And he goes, this would be the best damn sandwich you ever ate. I was like, okay. And I got it. And it was the best Philly cheesesteak I've ever ate in my life. It was <laughs> no bullshit. It actually was. <laughs> but, uh. So yeah, no. This week I've gotten to stay home the entire time, and uh, just been well, you know, drove for my life today because it stormed, and then it was like two thirty in Huntsville, and my got my trainer was like, "Okay, uh, we gotta go." I go, "Why?" He goes, "Temperature's dropping right now," and I said, "Uh oh," <laughs> and like literally, it was going like four o'clock. It was like. 34 degrees, 415, it was like 32 degrees. Then, you know, yeah, by, it's stuck. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so I've been coming home every night this week, but, uh, that, 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 you know, that's 
not not any great hotel stories other than you know got two really good rooms in a row that was great yeah fairfield is pretty nice um getting into the sports talk uh, there's a couple things from last week uh, that we definitely have to touch on um do you want to start with our favorite friend jake paul no not jake paul <laughs> has uh, he done any crazy shit here oh well he's challenging dana white to like a uh this contract negotiation to, to up UFC fighter pay and give them like health benefits and stuff like that. And it, all that makes sense. You want to, the, I was going to say, ahead. you want to hear something absolutely nuts is I'm starting not to dislike him. Oh, that is bad. Well, I mean, what you're He's about not to wrong say, on this. He's absolutely right. Yes. Um, he's absolutely right. And then his last fight with Tyrone Woodley, he just he knocked the shit out of him. Like yeah. it's just, and people trying to say that it was set up because he twisted his hand. Dude, I watched it and it he was basically tightening his fist in his glove, preparing to knock this man's head off. That's what that twist was. Yeah, but, I don't know. Did we talk about the that fight on here? No, we haven't done one in two weeks. So yeah, um I, I think he he definitely knocked the shit out of him. Uh, whether Tyrone Woodley knew that was coming or not, I don't know, but he knocked the shit out of him. There was no no faking it on Woodley's head. He got knocked the fuck out. Well, like you said, it after it happened, you said I think he thought he was going low. Yeah, and I think that's exactly what happened. Well, what what he was doing, Jake Paul was kind of uh, jab to the body, jab to the body, and Tyrone was kind of like. Pawing it, pawing it, pawing it away. And mm-hmm. Jake Paul kind of set up like he was going to the body, and Tyrone kind of went to Paul, dropped that left hand, and Jake Paul knocked the shit out of him. Yeah, he timed it absolutely perfect. Yeah, he did. Um, whether whether Tyrone Woodley knew that was coming or took a dive or whatever, uh, he definitely got knocked out. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he was faking that. Uh, no, uh, but people saying that it was set up like he took the shot on purpose. I don't, I don't think that's how setups happen. I, I don't think yeah. setups involve brain damage. Yeah, for real. Um, oh, but I will say this is that I actually wrote this down. Um, the last thing I was going to say about that, the reason why I brought up the Fairfield is because I didn't give him a rating. Uh, um, yeah, we told we were so out of practice. I didn't give him a rating. Not only did they get your money's on the dresser. But you're going to get a couple extra bills on that dresser, too, ho. Nice. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You did good, boo But uh, so, so the thing with Jake Paul and Dana White, Dana White is saying, like, I, I want the right to to test Jake Paul for uh, steroids for two years. And Jake Paul wants to test Dana White for cocaine for five years. It's all sorts of wild <laughs> shit or whatever. I didn't know that. You didn't hear that? <laughs> no. Hell yeah. He said that he wanted to test Dana White for cocaine for five or ten years, something like that. Um, and Dana White agreed to it if he could if he could test Jake Paul for steroids for two years. Well, I mean... Anyway, anyway Jake Paul comes back with the offer of, like, he will fight Jorge Masvidal in the UFC on a one-fight deal if Dana White agrees to up fighter pay to $50,000 per fight, which... 
But that don't seem crazy at all. No. I think I looked up the last card. There, dude, there were some guys fighting on that card. I think they made like $14,000. Yeah, and that's before taxes. Yeah, and that's before taxes. That's before paying your coaches. That was before uh, the whole team. I mean. Your side bit. I mean, everything. That, like, that is nothing. No. Dude, you cannot, been there's no way they live on that. They've been scamming. The Fertitas started it. You know, even before they sold it, the Fertitas were freaking scamming. Like, it, it wasn't as bad as boxing. Like, in boxing, it's like the top is very top-end heavy. Like, Mayweather's making a mil- hundred million, but, like, Undercard ain't making shit. It wasn't as bad as boxing, but it wasn't far off. Like, Connor would make, what, five million, and then the people on the Undercard would make, I don't know, like, a number two combo at McDonald's. Yeah. They got the super size of it. So, yeah, he wants to – Jake Paul is offering to do this fight with Masvidal in the UFC if they raise the fight minimum to 50,000. I think something about the the revenue share with the the fighters from, I guess, pay-per-views and stuff like that. And then basically lifetime health care, which ain't crazy either. Yeah, I mean, because these dudes are getting fucked up. Yeah, I mean, they're literally putting their lives on the line. They, they, yeah. they really are. If anything, their their uh, well being is being put on the line. Like, in the, so again, we we have talked about Jake Paul. He he's not wrong on this. He's not. He's, he, he's, he's absolutely not. He's, he's really wrong about when it comes to to boxing and everything. But when it comes to talking about like what these the MMA fighters deserve, he's right. Well, it comes to boxing, he's just talking shit. But obviously, another thing, he can't uh, figure out what real Pokemon cards are either, <laughs> evidently. Well, that's his brother. Um, oh, is that Logan? Yeah, that's Logan. That, yeah, he bought a $3.5 million box of Pokemon cards, and it, apparently it's going to be fake. Might be. That's but crazy. anyway, I mean, that's... Uh, um, no, I wasn't I wasn't referring to Jake Paul in the beginning, Um uh, I was referring to our old friend, Mr. Big Chest. Oh, boy. The, the new one Scottie only. Pippen. <laughs> my new Scotty Pippen. <laughs> the, the one and only, Antonio Brown. Um, oh, my God. As, you know, Antonio Brown again. And you just posted something like Antonio Brown doing Antonio, AB doing AB shit. <laughs> that's that's all this is. That's all it is. Um, I The thing I sent you... Uh, it's got the Antonio Brown. It's kind of like black and white, and it's like life advice or whatever. And it said like every day's a half day if you just fucking leave. Yeah, that, yeah. Talking posted, about like work. That was posted at the uh, on the pastime rants. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is that's how I live my life now. <laughs> yeah, every day's if a half I, day. I, if I just don't feel like doing, it, I just leave now. <laughs> well, um, so the, the what happened was. The Bucks are playing the Jets in New York, um, and the Jets, for most of that game, had a lead. Uh, they were beating the Bucks, and at one point, Antonio Brown comes out of the game. This is what the whole story has uh, came out. Um, so he leaves the game. Uh, apparently, Bruce Arians tells him to get back in the game, um, and Antonio Brown. Him that he's hurt. He cannot go back in. Bruce Arians once again tells him to go back in the game. He again says that he's hurt and he cannot go back in the game. Bruce Arians then tells him to get out. Like, get off the field. So, 
uh, in AB fashion, this can't, you know, he can't just go to the bench. He can't just sit down. Um, he proceeds to take off his, um, start taking off the shoulder pads. He throws the shoulder pads at the bench. He starts taking off the undershirt. He starts taking off the gloves. He throws those into the stands. He then basically does like jumping jacks, like trying to pump up the crowd while he's going across the end zone, like during a play. <laughs> yeah, They're playing football on the other side of the field, and he is doing this like across the field. And he jogs off the field or whatever. Apparently, he goes outside. He has to call an Uber uh, to come pick him up. <laughs> the guy's filming it as it's going down. Yeah. So he's calling an Uber for him to get picked up. Uh, he's at the Knicks game the next night. It, he dropped a single that day. Yes, he dropped rap a rap song on Twitter. Um, and the story, of course, it, 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 it always has to get weirder. Like, there's no, like easy story with Antonio Brown. There's never yeah. just a start and a finish. There's always these twists and turns in, in between. He's now like releasing text messages between him and Bruce Arians. Um, he's getting into it with uh, Tom Brady's trainer, um, saying that Tom Brady's trainer owes him money back for services that weren't provided. Antonio Brown is posting his damn uh, bank account and routing number on Twitter. Did he post his routing number too? Yes. Oh, he posted all of it. <laughs> I didn't know that. Oh no, he's an idiot. Oh, and then on top of that, it's like he was coming out saying that that he his ankles messed up and he needs surgery for it, but the trainers were saying that they're trying to cover it up, and yet he's doing jumping jacks in the and. and Oh, oh, the one thing you left off, though, did you hear about the, that the uh, security at the game thought that he was a streaker and <laughs> were about to tackle him? <laughs> that would be great. Um, you know, was, he, dude, he would have went off. Good luck catching him. Um, um, and then come out, and then, you know, the Bucks GM says Antonio Brown asked for $2, for $2 million in incentives yes. to be guaranteed so that, before Week 17. That came out – Today, that this past week, Antonio Brown apparently went into the Bucks front office on Wednesday and said, I want these incentives guaranteed, which is weird because he was like on pace to get these incentives regardless. Mm-hmm. He only needed like a few catches, like 30 yards and maybe like one more touchdown over the next two weeks, which ain't crazy for Antonio Brown to catch five balls, uh, 30 yards and a touchdown. I mean, those were all like obtainable things. Like, I don't know why he's marching into the front office and like demanding that I have this guaranteed no matter what. Like, he was going to get those things no matter what. Unless he planned on doing this. Well, unless he just, you know, he didn't play. Yeah. Um, and so he demands the incentives. <laughs> Apparently, the Bucks front office said, no, we're not going to guarantee these incentives. That's not the way this works. That's not how incentives work. You have to hit your incentives to get your incentives. You just don't get them. If you don't get that, if you don't hit the mark that triggers the incentive, then you don't get it. Uh, I mean, that's, that's not crazy that the Bucks, yeah. you know, declined that. Um, and this whole behavior started happening Thursday and Friday. Um, him acting a little crazy because the, the Bucks didn't do this. Uh, so, yeah, then he starts with the trainer, Tom Brady's trainer, um, the whole routing number thing. Like, 
Yeah, and then and something else came out today, by the way. Did you know about the OnlyFans model? Yes, I saw the OnlyFans model that he tried to sneak into the hotel. Dude, I, well, no, I, she posted a text message from his attorney. Yeah, that's trying to give him like ten thousand dollars hush money. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, if you're Antonio Brown, if you're Antonio Brown's attorney, you know you're just a dirty scumbag anyway. <laughs> I mean, it's Mister uh, Midcase. No. <laughs> no, like upstanding lawyer is like taking on Antonio Brown as a client. Oh no, it's like it's like Saul from uh, Breaking Bad. That's who represents uh, Antonio Brown. If you're Antonio Brown's client, like he has to be your only one because you're like I'm getting phone calls every day, Dude, every day. And the one thing I'll give Antonio Brown is like it's almost like he planned this. He goes, I'm going to play it cool for a year and a half, and then I'm just going to have a day where I lose my goddamn mind. Like, what can what? I do in 24 hours? Well, we know he don't care. Like, I, I don't know if he's on, he don't care about the money because he did walk away from about a million dollars in those incentive deals. I mean, so he left that on the table. Um, the Bucks are now going to release him. They, I think they officially released him today. Um, nobody's going to sign him because now he's coming out saying he needs foot surgery and everything like that. I, First of all, it'd just be a miracle that somebody signed him just based off his actions. Well, the only reason why the Bucks did it was because they had Tom Brady, and Tom Brady likes him for some reason. Tom Brady let him live in the house. Like he let him live in the house, man. Yeah. Bruce Arians never wanted him in the first place. I mean, would you? No, no. Would you let him live in your house? He is a crazy person, dude. It's like that. That uh. Somebody posted that uh, the scene from uh, Talladega Nights. And yeah. it's like, that nailed it. He goes, I don't know what It was going too good. I had to blow it up. I don't know what bone it is in people that make them like, like actually succeed, but I just don't have it. <laughs> uh, so, so that was definitely, that was the story of uh, Sunday was Antonio Brown just losing his mind. It, it pretty much overshadowed everything um, yeah. from the games. Yeah, I mean, there was a wasn't that the same game where a dude got a pick on Brady and then got Brady to sign the ball? Yes, the Jets, uh, the Jets player got Tom Brady to sign a football um, after the game. After the Bucks did come back and win, uh, the Jets just did some dumb shit down the end. It was like fourth and two, um, and they're running a quarterback sneak on fourth and two with Zach Wilson, who's not the biggest guy in the world. <laughs> Um, and if they would have got it, it would have iced the game. But, man, it's fourth and two, and you're running quarterback sneak. I, you better dial up a better play than that. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard enough for Zach Wilson to get one yard on a quarterback sneak, let alone two, uh, when they're crowding the line of scrimmage. It's just, it was a dumb play. Um, but, as we always know, you give Tom Brady the ball back with he's down by less than a touchdown. Good luck. Get ready. He's just going to go down and score. And sure That's enough, right. he did. They won the game. Especially um, if you're the Jets. But it's just the fact that people are asking for autographs now. Your freaking opponents are doing dream team shit. They're freaking asking you for autographs now. Like somebody yeah. uh, somebody posted a video on YouTube that I thought was freaking great. He got a, a copy of Madden 2005. And he's going through 2005 with Tom Brady in it, right? And he's going through all the players in that game, and he's naming everybody whose kids are in the league right now. He's naming everybody that's a coach right now. Like, 
Drew Brees was on the Chargers. Uh, it's like it yeah, was, I mean, you're sitting there going, God dang, that's 2005. He'd already been in the league for a minute. But up until like two weeks ago, he was the MVP frontrunner. Yeah. And then he lost his entire team to injuries, and now he's kind of dropped off a little bit. But, I mean, he yeah, really hasn't slowed down. Yeah, I remember, uh, was it last weekend or something like that, I get a text from you, and you're like, if you ever get to watch that Tom Brady doc, just don't watch episode seven. Yeah. yeah. You'll throw your TV out the window. Yeah, you don't want to watch that one. Oh, God. Yeah, I saw a preview for it. I was at the gym, and my wife's on a uh, treadmill beside me, and she just hears me go, God damn it. <laughs> and she goes, and she just looks at me funny because I said it pretty loud, and I don't care. Absolutely. I'm, I'm playing fitness, kiss my ass. Um, but on the TV, it was a preview for it. I was like, oh, we ain't watching that one. Yeah. <laughs> that one's one burning it's a my good, brain. It, it is a, it's a great episode. It's not for you. I know. I mean, you. it's it's um, it's it's incalculable what got pulled off that game, but I don't want to see it again. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I mean, I went off on Tom Brady for a second, but um, yeah, I just thought I don't know, like AB will shatter everything, but I'm like, there's dudes on the other team asking for autographs now. Yeah, it was kind of sad. Um, yeah. I don't so. Know. Um, so the big story over the past couple since we haven't recorded in a couple of weeks. So the Dolphins were on a seven-game win streak, and everybody was like, "Oh my God, the Dolphins!" And, and Tua, he's the next superstar. We're doing all this shit again. We're talking about how great the Dolphins are. And I'm going, I'm looking at it, and I'm going, "They ain't played anybody. They played nobody over the seven-game win streak. They beat the Ravens like two weeks into the seven-game win streak." They played mm-hmm. the Jets twice. They played the Giants. They beat the Texans. They beat, I mean, all these teams that are at the, have one, two, three wins, they're, they're beating them. Mm-hmm. And the thing about the Dolphins is their defense is so good. If they get a lead in a game, two is not going to make mistakes. They're not going to turn the ball over. They're not going to beat themselves. They can win a game if they get a lead. Mm-hmm. The problem is if they get behind, do they have what it takes to come from behind? And that's absolutely not. Um, no. So they finally they play the Titans this week, still without Derrick Henry. Um, your boy Julio Jones has once again played about eight games this year. Um, I think he suited up for this game, maybe, but I don't think he did anything. He probably blew his quad putting his pants on. Let me see if he actually did anything. <coughs> I don't think so. Um, no catches. I don't even think he might not have even played. Um, so they play the Titans without Derrick Henry. Julio's not playing. Julio uh, said he was going to play every game this year, though. Yeah, Didn't he say well, that? Mm. Something like that. Um, so anyway, you're finally going to get the Dolphins and see if they can actually beat a, a good team and a well-coached team. Um, mm-hmm. And the final score for that game was 34-3 to Titans. <laughs> the Titans absolutely killed them. Um, Two or through for 18 to 38 for 205 yards and interception. I mean, they just can't do anything. Um, and they were eliminated from playoffs after that loss. So, yeah, I mean, if you're, I, I have a friend that's a Dolphins fan, Shane, if you're listening. Um, I, I was happy for him, but we're, we're just not going to be sold on Tua. We're just not. Like, I mean, like, my, my deal is, is I, I can't stand anybody that the media, Sports media fawns over that hasn't done anything. 
I hate that shit, and he's one of them. Like, yeah, you won with Alabama, but I'm Jesus, Jesus Christ, like you guys are supposed to. And like they're saying, it, it completely sidetracked because I don't want to talk about this, but I saw something on ESPN. Is like, uh, is Alabama the underdog? It's like, no, they're not. They're never the underdog. They have all the best players every year. They have some kind of obsession with trying to make themselves the underdog, even when they're like 14-point favorites, saying like people doubt them and shit like that. that they don't. That's no one like, does. It's like Emperor Palpatine trying to convince the, the Star Wars that he's the underdog. Yeah. Like he yeah. has all the – he has unlimited power. <laughs> he's like Skywalker might beat me. I will say that uh, coming up, the national championship game is going to be on Monday, Alabama and Georgia. Alabama is the underdog in that game, and How? I'll go ahead. I'll go ahead and tell you this right now: they'll probably beat them by forty. I, that's a lot. <laughs> I, I don't care. Um, I, Georgia, they they have got. They don't believe they can beat Alabama. Uh, this was Georgia's best year they probably ever had. Um, <sighs> since they won the national championship in like 1980. Um, their defense is allowing like six points a game, which is like historic. And so I said, if they get in, they got into the SEC championship game against Alabama, I said, if they cannot beat Alabama in the SEC championship game, they can't beat them. They can't because they're going into the SEC championship game believing that they're better than Alabama, believing yeah. that they have the best team in the country. Mm-hmm. If they can't beat them right now, with their confidence at an all-time high, if they lose this game, there's no way they're beating them. It's just not going to happen. And yeah. they got smoked in the SEC championship game. I think they lost by 20-something. Uh, so now they're going to replay for the national championship game. Now you got to be thinking if you're Georgia, you can you don't think you can beat them. No, you're absolutely right. But, I mean, I don't Your know. Your confidence maybe. is crazy. SEC championship game, and now you're looking at them again. Maybe, maybe they get a really good pep talk, and you know. No, it's, it's this is just typical Georgia bullshit. They know they can't beat anybody. They <laughs> they always blow it. Yeah, this, well, is just, this is Georgia sports. It, it'd be kind of a uh, you're right, but it'd be kind of cool if they. Well, I wanted Michigan and Cincinnati to do double upsets, but we knew that wasn't going to happen. Oh, well, yeah, me too. <laughs> and now instead, I have to watch like basically my apocalypse in sports is happening again. <laughs> Uh, I mean, yeah, they're probably going to win again. But that's the thing. is, It's what I told my mom. I was like, she goes, man, I hope we pull it off. I was like, you should pull it off every year. Yeah. You have the best players every – well, we lost so-and-so. Yeah, but look who you got. Yeah. And she goes, well, we had like – we had seven people go to the NFL. I was like, every year you do. (laughs) Yeah. What's different? It's a revolving door. Of just – Five-star recruits, yeah, it's ridiculous. It, it it really is. I mean, good for them, but I mean, it's let's put it this way: it's not hard to be an Alabama fan. It doesn't take a lot of discipline. Let's put it that way. No. Um, anyway, back to the NFL. Um, we we'll talk about, talk the, about real, the real MVP. The real Well, I want to talk about this first to probably the future MVP. The Bengals uh, oh. might win the damn Super Bowl. <laughs> Eventually, yeah. I, I joked, I think a few months ago, that, you know, it, it wouldn't be surprised if, you know, the Bengals go on a run and, you know, win a Super Bowl. I, they damn near might. They might be the hottest team in the NFL right now. 
Uh, Joe Burrow is throwing for like 500 yards a game every game now. Um, Jamar Chase is setting like rookie receiving records uh, every single week. This past week, they played the Chiefs. They beat the Chiefs 34-31. Joe Burrow threw for 446 yards and four touchdowns. Jamar Chase had 11 catches for 266 yards and three touchdowns. He almost had 300 yards receiving and three touchdowns. How is that the how is that the Bengals? Bengals are good, man. Um, I think you know. Obviously, they got Joe Burrow. Uh, now they have Jamar Chase. They've got like a five year window to put it together and win a championship before you have to pay uh, Joe Burrow about a billion dollars. Yeah, somebody posted something. I was like, "You're absolutely freaking right." It's like Joe Burrow is who Cleveland thought uh, Baker was going to be. Like that, that kind of uh, outlaw guy with some swagger, but can like light you up whenever he feels like it. And Burrow actually is that guy. Like he's cocky, he's arrogant, but I mean he can back it up. Yeah, um, he, he's gonna be a dude for a long time. Um, they're gonna have to get a little bit better on defense, but I mean that team's got like superstars all over the offense. I mean they got a solid offense, and uh, it's crazy. And like two weeks ago, since we're talking about them, uh, they played the Ravens. And I think Joe Burrow threw for 525 yards and four touchdowns. And I think somebody on the Ravens had like questioned like Joe Burrow and if he could do it or whatever. And he basically came out and said like, yeah, like, fuck that dude. I'm going to go out there and just do this. I'm going to throw 525 yards. Yeah. Show this guy up. He gets a chip on his shoulder and he backs it up. I like it. I I like this guy. Love it. Um, I hate that he's in the division with the Steelers, but uh, I really like Joe Burrow. Um, but yeah, again, like they're probably the hottest team in the NFL right now. Um, they're as hot as anybody. And I tell you what, we're coming down to the last week, last regular season, and there's still like a ton of teams that are like able to make playoffs. It's been a weird season, like, dude. We still haven't sorted shit out. And we're down to the last week, and we still haven't sorted out who's the playoff teams. I mean, oh, I talked to old buddy Greg on the phone the other day, and uh, he's like, who do you think is going to go to the Super Bowl? I said, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It is a toss-up, but your Super Bowl prediction is probably a lot better than my Browns. So Yeah. So my my um, can still happen, but, I mean, I was like, dude, I don't know. I said, it's anybody's game right now. It really is. I mean, if, you're, if you can make the playoffs, you've got a chance. Right now, if you're picking a Super Bowl prediction, it'd be hard not to say Bengals-Packers. But then you think about the Titans. Do the Titans have the number one seed? The Titans might be the number one seed in the AFC. I have no idea. Um, And they're getting Derrick Henry back. So So they are? Yeah. Okay. So your prediction was correct. I think they're the number one seed. Um, Let me see if I can... See if I can find something that will tell me um, if this don't cut off on me. We still recording? I think so. All right. Um, I'm just trying to get to the standings. If a video pops up, like while we're recording this, it'll just like shut off. Yeah. I like yeah, that. I think I, the, the, the Titans are 11 and 5, and the Chiefs are 11 and 5. Have the Titans played the Chiefs? I don't know. I'm not the guy to come to this year for that. 
Conference Division. Do, 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 do. Z. I, yeah, I think they're the number one seed right now. I think it depends on what happens this week, but either way, they're making the playoffs. They're going to get Derrick Henry back. Um, that's going to be a dangerous team come playoff time. They got a solid defense. They got Derrick Henry back. He's going to be fully rested, fully healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got the Titans and Bengals right now. And of course, you still got the Chiefs. You got to worry about Patrick Mahomes. Um, but the, like I said, the Bengals are hot right now. Um, I'd love to see the Bengals go to the Super Bowl, but I mean, I got to see it. Like this season, that would be the biggest mind blown of all time. Like somebody put money at the beginning of the season on the Bengals to make it to the Super Bowl at Vegas. And if, if, if somebody put that the Bengals win the Super Bowl at, before the season started and they pull it off, I want to see how much they cash out for. Oh, it's going to be a lot. Um, and somebody's got that ticket somewhere. Somebody's sure. got it. And it's me. I didn't tell yeah. you. Nice. Um, I think you want to talk about the front runner for MVP. So we'll move to the Green Bay Packers and the Minnesota Vikings game with Aaron Rodgers, um, who is now the odds-on favorite to win the MVP. Um, I, I think I think he's got like 35 touchdowns and four interceptions on the year. Um which I think is like the first time a quarterback has like thrown 500 passes and had less than five interceptions. He's, he's absolutely insane. Like I saw this, this thing here. So Aaron Rodgers is playing behind an offensive line with four backups and a rookie. He's missing his number one slot receiver and a 2020 TD leading tight end. He's also playing on a broken toe. If you, if you don't think he's the MVP, then you just, you just hate the guy. That's all it is. Yeah, um, and he definitely addressed some of that this weekend or uh, this week about some people saying they're not going to vote for him for MVP because they don't they don't think they can vote for him uh, a bad guy to be MVP of the league. Dude, I hope he wins MVP. I hope it's just a freaking they vote him. I don't know how many people vote for MVP, but forty nine votes to one. The one dude who's not going to vote for him because he's a bad guy. Yeah, I like what Aaron Rodgers said too. He goes, "You just add another letter to it and say the most valuable vaccinated player, because it's that's the only reason why you you don't want to give it to." I love Aaron Rodgers. That Aaron Rodgers had he just don't give a fuck anymore. He don't. That's why I like him, and it's he's, great. He's pulling his like go to Pastime Rand's Facebook and look at the cover photo. It's a big old picture of his foot. <laughs> he he goes on McAfee every week and is just awesome. Um, he don't care about anything. Uh, he don't care what he says. He'll say anything. Um, it's it's refreshing to see an athlete actually, you know, be themselves. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, you don't hardly ever see it. Um, so it, it's cool just to see Aaron Rodgers. And I think they asked him that in the press conference, and he just called that dude a bum. Like, he shouldn't have a vote and just went off on this dude, uh, which is pretty great. He says, you've never interviewed me. You've never met me. We've never talked. Yeah. And you call me a bad guy or whatever. But he made a good point. He goes, you just call me a bad guy because I'm not vaccinated. That has nothing to do with me as a person. You, I mean, he just called the guy for being an asshole. Is what he did. Yeah. You're the best player in the league. You're the best player in the league. Get your politics the fuck out. Yeah. He just is. Um, yeah. 
And uh, I guess before we move on to one thing I want to talk about, uh, the Eagles-Washington game, what do you got? I was just going to say you brought the Vikings earlier and the Vikings coach talking about the backup. Oh, dude, he ripped Kellen Mond, a new <laughs> asshole, for no reason. Like, <laughs> I don't know what. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what Zimmer. Said. I don't know what Zimmer's deal is with Kellen Mond, but he must hate that dude. Oh, did you um, want to get a look at him? Because I see him every day. It's <laughs> <laughs> just so cold. It's yeah. it the funniest thing I've seen this week. Was just just deadpan. Just did, just didn't even was upset that he got asked that question. Yeah, he, <laughs> he uh, because they didn't even play him. I mean, they were getting killed. Sean Mannion wasn't great. He he threw three passes in that game for five yards. Uh, Kellen Mond did. I don't know if he when he went in that game. Um, I don't know if I can even see it here. Anyway. He barely played in that game, and people were like, "Hey, like that's our rookie quarterback. Let's like put him in the game and see what he's got or whatever." And Zimmer was like, "Nope, I'm good. Uh, I see enough of him every day." <laughs> Did you want to get a look at him? Because why would I see him every day? I was like, "That's just oh my god!" I cried a little bit when he said that because I was like, "I can't believe you said that shit." Yeah, um, that, was, that, that was pretty good. That and the other thing I wanted to bring up was what the fans are planning on doing in Jacksonville. Uh, I don't know what's that. They're all about that. They're going to all show up wearing clown costumes. <sighs> they're going to show up wearing clown costumes. The yeah, I Just think the, their whole team is their whole franchise is a clown. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> like um, like supposedly the last home game of the season, the fans are getting together, and there's supposedly a movement that they're all going to wear clown costumes. Just because of the, uh, it's a protest against the owner, but against Khan. Yeah. And uh, I was like, God, I hope they, do. I hope they pull that off. That would be hilarious. It would be absolutely hilarious. There's so much shit that happened this week that was just yes. good. This is funny, um, but, but and, I know what you wanted to get to. Well, yeah, and the one more thing about the Eagles and Washington game, mm, I sent uh-huh. you. Uh, apparently, the Washington Stadium is just falling the fuck apart. Um, yeah. every week there's just like sewage pop busting and like leaking onto fans during the game. Um, the whole place is just falling apart. So after the game, Jalen uh, Hurts is walking off the field. Um, he's going to the tunnel. There's some Eagles fans that are kind of right there <laughs> against the barrier or whatever in the stands, trying to give him a high five or whatever. And uh, as he's walking over there. The whole damn barrier, the whole the uh, the fencing, the railing there just falls over, and like fifth, like probably six fans or so yeah. fall over into the like the ground. Just your face plant. It's like one of them looked like. Have you ever seen Patrick from SpongeBob go face first? That's what he looked like. You just <laughs> like a pancake. So they there's like. There's photographers sitting there in like the tunnel. Like there's one crouched down right under them. This thing like almost falls on top of this dude's head. Like yeah. it could have killed him. This was six people in a metal barrier falling down. Dude, yeah. he could have took out Jalen Hurts ACL. I mean, it, it fell Anything like almost into happen. his leg. And nobody cared. Yeah, no nobody. Nobody even got checked out by a doctor, a nurse. Yeah. Nobody got a band-aid. Nobody put ice on it. 
They just said, hey, you're good. You're lucky you're getting out alive. And Jalen Hurts wrote, like, a formal letter to the Washington football team asking, like, what steps they're taking to, like, fix these problems. I swear to God, man. I mean, you, like, he had fans dumped on him. Yeah. He, like, he handled it pretty good, but, I mean, if that would have fell into his leg and, like, oh. he tears an ACL or something like that, oh. dude, um, you better get That's your ass to oh. Yeah, that was somebody sent me um, – Somebody made a meme. Um, yeah, let me find it. And it summed the whole thing up perfect. Let's see. Um, it's a sexual harassment, stadium falling apart, constant losing, bench fights, because you forgot about the bench fights, unqualified team doctors, crooked owner. <laughs> it's the flex tape. Name change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're supposed to be announcing the new name like in February. But yeah, we forgot that they got in a fight on the sidelines. Yeah, dude, that was, that was two former Alabama players too. That one yeah, of them, if, like, he put his finger on his head, and that guy said, "I'm gonna punch you in the face. <laughs> Don't touch me." <laughs> well, I mean, that's the thing is, I told the guy that sent me this. I said, "We've been calling them the WTFs for over a year and a half now, and if they come out and say that we're the Washington what the fucks, I'm suing somebody." <laughs> Because that's the only thing that fits your team at this point. Yeah. It's a, it's a dumpster fire for sure. It really is. Um, but that's all for those games. I can't think of any. It was a just crazy week. Just crazy shit happening. Um, which led me to Monday night, um, which was the Steelers and Browns game, uh, which is going to be Ben Roethlisberger's final game at Heinz Field. Um, so, of course, it was – he hasn't said that he's going to retire. He just said he doesn't speak in, like, definites or anything like that. But all signs are pointing towards this is it. Um, everybody knows he should retire. Uh, it's just kind of like a farewell tour almost without saying that it's a farewell tour. Um, and so, of course, they made a whole big deal about it. Um his whole family was going to be at the game. Um, the, of course, the fans were just, they were excited to kind of give like a send off. Um, I guess not a lot of times in the NFL, you get a guy who stays for 18 years with one franchise. No. At this point, it's rare uh, for a guy to stay with one team and retire with that one team. Uh, so it was kind of a special moment. Um, they honored him for the game. Uh, ben was obviously a very emotional uh, pregame, um, kind of was able to put it away and play the game. Uh, the game went perfectly, uh, other than Ben didn't play great at all. Um, I think he threw 46 times in this game and like threw for like 138 yards or something. Yeah. Um, basically, a, a Tua and Tua's prime performance. <laughs> while Ben is 42 and, you know, on his way out. Um, uh, so, yeah, the game, defense played great. Uh, TJ Watt should be defense player of the year. It shouldn't be a question. Um, last year he should have won it. No question. He still lost it. There's no question this year. Uh, he's absolutely the defense player of the year. Um, in this game, he had four sacks. Um one of them just absolutely killing Baker. Um, 
he's I think he's one and a half sacks away from setting the the season sack record. Uh-huh. Uh, so if he if he gets the sack record, I mean, how do you deny him? And he missed games too, didn't he? He missed he missed one game, and I think he like played like another game, and like he went out after like the first quarter. So he essentially missed two games. So uh, you can so you can rule out the uh, well they played more games argument that somebody might have because you know you know they're playing more games this season. So they're like, you're more opportunities to break records and stuff. So like, if he missed essentially two games, you don't even he have missed that one argument game for sure. If he missed one game. I mean, uh, so if he sets the sack record, I mean, that's an impressive uh, record to break because that's a dude. That's a lot of sacks. I think it's and like then, 22. 22 is the record. And then a lot of people like you send it to me. It's like now people are saying that they should trade him. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw an article dude journalists i they just get to get paid to just make up nonsense now right yeah you said i got a random thing that says this is a personal attack on me yeah and i read it and i was like why would you do why would you ever do that why would you ever trade that guy it's like tj watt in his prime and we're gonna trade him and they were making the argument that, that they need a quarterback and they need draft capital and everything yeah we need a a defense that's going to take the pressure off a quarterback. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, I mean, your offense isn't going to do it anytime soon, but if you have an elite defense, that can keep anybody in it. Yeah, but you've got Najee Harris. you you got to put some pieces on that offensive line. Najee's going to be the guy you build around right now. Mm-hmm. You're going to bring in a rookie, rookie quarterback. You're going to run the shit out of the ball, and you're going to play great defense. That's how you're going to win games um, until you find that next quarterback. Um uh, Najee looked great in that Browns game. I think he had like 180 yards. Um, he ends up breaking uh, for a touchdown. The game got a little tight there at the end. It was third down and like two. Uh, Steelers needed the first down to to ice the game, and Najee takes it in for a touchdown. Everybody kind of thought that was going to be Ben's last uh, play at Heinz Field, and uh, the defense ended up coming up with an interception and got Ben to come back on and take a knee, um, which was – Really cool. Um, he said something after the game about, like, as an offensive player, taking a knee at the end of the game is, like, the greatest offensive play. I'm glad I got to do it one more time here or something like that. Uh-huh. Um, and it was funny because he takes a knee, and Mike Tomlin tried to call a timeout so that he could take another one. Um, but the fan, everybody started already rushing the field and stuff like that, so they ended up just letting that go. But it was a cool moment. Um it was hard to watch. I, I hate that it's going to end this way. It's more than likely they're not going to make playoffs. Um, they play the Ravens this week. They've got to beat the Ravens, and they need the Jags, of all people, to win this week for them to get in the playoffs. So, oh, my I, God. I, I, a, a stadium full of clowns is yes. what you're depending yes. on. Yes. I need the Jags to beat the Colts for Pittsburgh to make the playoffs. Uh oh, fuck are the odds on that shit so after the game um ben um does his the the media freaking swarm him they're taking pictures they're doing the interview he's like he's teared up he's trying to take in the whole crowd and everything dude it went on for like 30 minutes like they stayed on that game like an extra 30 minutes as ben like walked around the stadium high five people 
He sat on the bench for a minute. Uh, I The only thing I didn't like about it was how much the media was just like around him. Uh-huh. It was a full media scrum around him at all times. They should have just like, left they, him alone. Yes. Like at one point he's like sitting on the bench, um, head down, I, and the media is all around him. I, I think I put it up as my picture, my, uh, my uh-huh. banner on Facebook or whatever. And you think, you know, He's sitting there. He wants to take it all in, and these people are just all around him. He can't like see the field. Um, he can't see the stands and everything like that. You could have just gave him a little bit of space. Is all I'm saying. Um, it was just kind of ridiculous how many people were around him the whole time. Yeah. Um, but it was a really cool moment. Uh, so they're definitely little... they're definitely going to retire number seven. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, that'll be coming. Um, so this weekend, Sunday, will probably likely be his last game um, as a Pittsburgh Steeler. I think he retires after the year. Like I said, he hasn't said that for sure, but it, it, it's almost guaranteed. I don't think he wants to play anywhere else. I think he wants to be a Steeler. Um, it, it would just – it would look bad to go to another team uh, if it's just – I mean, for one year and you're not playing your best um, – I think he just retires. I do. Yeah. Well, I was talking to somebody about that today. And it's like, it is incredible in the NFL, especially it's incredible to see is really rare to see somebody go their entire career with one team, especially at quarterbacks, because most of the time they're not even given the choice. It's like yeah. Peyton Manning's a great example of that. It's yeah, like, I'm that, bring up. yeah. I mean, that guy got traded and he turned around and said, okay, I'll show you. And then you and got guys like Joe Montana. Yeah, you got somebody like Joe Montana that's like probably should have retired, but went to Kansas City for some reason. Yeah. Um, I mean, most time they don't have a choice. I, I would hate, I would hate, hate, hate if he pulls like a Brett Favre. Yeah, because that did, uh, that didn't age well. No, no, no. And he, he let he retired. Brett Favre retired. I remember watching the press conference. And he's crying. He's emotional. And then like a month later, he's like, "I'm gonna go play for the Jets." We were all like, what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, I thought you were talking about when he went to the Vikings. Well, that was like, after. Yeah, I mean, he retires from uh, – yeah, yeah, you're right. Then he comes back to the Jets. Uh, I, think he, I think he played for the Jets first. It was the Jets, and then he went to the Vikings? I think so. Yeah, I think you're right because the guy I was working with forever, he's an older guy, but he was a lifelong Vikings fan. And uh, I said, how does that feel, Brett Farr? He goes – he goes, I don't know how I feel about that because, uh, you know, the Packers and Vikings being rivals yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I said, are you going to get your Favre jersey? He goes, if he wins me a Super Bowl, I'll, I'll, I'll wear a Favre jersey. That's the only way I'm doing it. Yeah, he, so he retired. He went to the Jets for one year, and then he played for the Vikings for two years. So you're like a beloved Green Bay Packer, and you played there for pretty much your entire career, not to mention that Atlanta Falcons, you know, drafted him and could have had him. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um. But the Green Bay Packers love you. You basically get to retire just basically with one team. You never really played for the Falcons. Um, yeah, yeah, pretty And much. then you come back, and then you go to the Jets, and you they kind of – I think they sucked. Uh, and you make the Jets. Madden cover in a Jets uniform. But not only was... that, then, then you go to your, like, teams, like, arch rival, the, the Vikings. Yeah. And play for them, too. I mean – it's like Matt Ryan going to the Saints. Yeah, it's it's well, no, it's not close. You know, Brett Favre's 
way better. But I'm just saying is like literally, you know, say you retire and then come back and play for your arch rival. If Ben retires and comes back and plays for the Cleveland Browns, dude, all hell will break loose. <laughs> You're, oh man, I feel I feel bad for you if he does that. I, I don't am, think he will. I don't. Think no, I don't either. Um, it, it's time for him to hang it up. All it, just the way his whole family was there and everything. It was it was pretty much a, a farewell. Um, so it sucks though, because on Sunday they play the Ravens. They play the Ravens at the same time that the Colts and the Jags are playing. So you really don't know if it's going to be his last game or if they're going to make playoffs until after the results of those games. Um, obviously they got to win the game first. Um, but then you're counting on the, once again, the Jags to beat uh, the Colts, which I saw some stat that, the Jaguars have beat the Colts at home like five times or something in a row. Um, who knows? Um, so it's going to be kind of tough to watch this last game, not knowing if it's going to be the last game or if they're going to sneak into the playoffs. But, yeah, it sucked. Um, it was tough to watch. I bet. Yeah. Uh, I figured it was tough because I saw everything you were posting. I was like, oh, man, this must be the last game in Hines. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was bad. Um, but anyway, uh, that'll be the last game here, probably Sunday. So then we get to figure out. We get to see if we got Mason Rudolph. Uh, is going to be the quarterback. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I, I'm still, I'm fingers crossed that they bring in somebody. to Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson. Um, Goddamn. I mean. I'm surprised. I'll be surprised if, like, if, if Ben's last game is this week, right? Mm-hmm. If like all of you, your doorbell just keeps ringing, people bringing you casseroles, like like it was a death in the family. Like I, I'm gonna need go, something. Here you go, because it's like this is because we know who your quarterback is now. Here you go. Here, here's you some macaroni and cheese and <laughs> a banana pudding. <laughs> I'm gonna need something. Um, it's gonna be bad. Um, It'll be some old lady camped out in your. Living room with a fan, like with a fan in her hand, going, going to just tapping you on the knee, going, "It'll be okay, dear. <laughs> It'll be okay." Well, they're they're gonna have to bring in somebody. Um, I saw somebody suggesting that they bring in like Marcus Mariota, and I'm going, "Oh Jesus Christ! Oh God! If it's gonna come down, we're adding Marcus Mariota." Um, I don't even know who that point. is. He used to be the Titans quarterback. Oh, okay. And then he was, he's at the Raiders right now. He's the backup Derek Carr. Um, I mean, he's not horrible, but, I mean, he's not Aaron Rodgers. He's not Russell Wilson. Like, he's not those guys. Um, yeah. I saw somebody suggesting that Matt Ryan might get traded to Pittsburgh Steelers. I was like, eh. Oh, okay. I hope it happens. I hope okay. it happens. Hey, you can do worse. You can do worse, but I hope I, – I dude, you want to know something nuts is that somebody posted that Watt has more sacks than the entire Atlanta Falcons defense. Uh, yeah, I mean. <laughs> One guy has more sacks than our piece of shit defense. And then I posted today about it, your, the audacity of you to text me while I'm working and ask me <laughs> if I want a Calvin Ridley autographed card. <laughs> I, I was just sitting there looking at that going, well, that's a No. <laughs> Because then now, now the, oh yeah, just go ahead, call me Nostradamus and a, and a, and a psychiatrist at the same time. Because my wife's like, 
you know, if people are suffering from mental health, you shouldn't, you know, talk shit and be making fun of them. I said, I will when I'm right. And I was right because yeah. now Calvin Ridley's coming out saying he wants a fresh start. It had nothing to do with mental health at all. We, I said it from the get-go. He just didn't want to play for Atlanta because I'll say it again, hashtag Alabama receivers are soft as baby shit. <laughs> yeah, you caught that anti. one. Um... We knew what it was. It didn't take a freaking genius to figure that out. I am a genius, but it didn't take that. Yeah. Uh, but no, I heard that stat that that guy's got more sacks than our entire defense. I was like, that's why I haven't watched one game from them this season because of that. Um, that the Browns game, they had nine sacks as a team against Cleveland. <laughs> nine. I saw I saw some footage of Baker. Baker looked rough. <laughs> he looked like he was having a bad day. Dude, I think Kevin Stefanski was trying to like prove a point that like Baker's not the guy. Because they have Nick Chubb in the backfield, and they're just not giving the ball. They just didn't run him. And uh, I don't blame them. People are coming out and saying, you know, like, why are you not giving Nick Chubb the ball? Um, I'm going, eh, well, if you got your star running back, you're eliminated from playoffs. It doesn't do you any good to win the game. I'm not – I know you're you're pro-tanking. You love – you tank. Tank. Get the number tank. one over pick. Tank. I'm not saying tank. But I'm also saying don't tear your star running back's ACL in a game that don't mean anything. I'll put it to you like this. I'm pro-tank when you've done the same vicious cycle for like a decade where you have constantly been mediocre and constantly been getting mediocre draft picks when it does you no benefit whatsoever to win these shitty games at the end of the fucking year. Yeah, tank that goddamn season. Tank it. And then screw your draft pickup, like get a kicker or a water boy or something. So, yeah, it doesn't do the Browns any good to run Nick Chubb and to win this game if they're already eliminated from playoffs. I think Stefanski just wanted to show, like, I don't know, ownership or the fans or something like Baker Mayfield ain't the dude. Um, and I was a big Baker Mayfield guy. I thought Baker Mayfield was good. Uh, I think he was going to be, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in – that division for sure. Yeah. I thought um, but you see somebody like Joe Burrow come in and light it up like he's doing and you go, ooh, maybe Baker Mayfield ain't it. Um, yeah, I, don't I, think so. I think they both need a fresh start. I think it sucks for Cleveland because they've spent so long trying to find a quarterback that they finally found a, a quarterback that's better than anything they've had in a long time. I, I don't think that's a question. Yeah. Baker is still better than anything they've had in a long time. Um, that being said, if they bring him back for another year, which I think they've already uh, picked up his fifth-year option, I don't see how he re-signs there. He hates Cleveland fans. Hates them. Hates Cleveland media. Um, he'll be out of there soon. Well, they're going to get Rudolph, and you guys are going to get uh, uh, Baker. I'll take that. I'll, yeah, I'll take that trade. I'll be right up your alley. Be honest with you. I, if we if we got Baker, I wouldn't be that upset. First of all, that would never happen. There's no way Cleveland is trading Baker Mayfield to us. Who knows? If if he doesn't resign with them after this fifth year, and we're on some kind of weird quarterback where we bring in Marcus Mariota or something like that, maybe they might sign him. Um, 
you could do a lot worse than Baker Mayfield, I think. Um, So uh, maybe he just does need a new start somewhere else. Maybe. Now I'm starting to – Cleveland hasn't been known to exactly develop quarterbacks and have, you know, pro bowl quarterbacks. So maybe he just needs to get out of there. Maybe it's Cleveland that's not Baker. Well, I mean, I'm starting – at first we thought that, you know, Aaron Rodgers was going to go to – Pittsburgh, but now I'm like, why would he go there? I, I think Aaron Rodgers is, I think he's trolling um, everybody. And now I think he just stays in Green Bay. You think so? I think he comes back to Green Bay. You think they uh, kissed and made up? <sighs> winning solves a lot. They're still winning. They're like 13 and 3 right now. Um, whether they win a Super Bowl or not, I mean, Where's he going to go? He's going to win a Super Bowl. Uh, I, don't know, I don't know if Pittsburgh does have a better cast now. No, I'm just saying that that's why it's like for a while we were like, you know, we wanted him to go to Pittsburgh or whatever. But now it's like if he wants to win, I don't know if Pittsburgh's the place to go. The offensive, I mean, line, is, the offensive line in Pittsburgh's dog shit. Um, Green Bay is not much better. Like we talked about earlier, he's playing like four backups and a rookie or something like that. Um, I'd love to get Aaron Rodgers. Obviously, I you I mean, would. You, you add the MVP of the league to your team. I mean, it's not going to hurt, but I really I think he's going to end up staying in Green Bay. Yeah, I kind of don't want him to go anywhere. I mean, I, I, I want him to treat him right, but. He's one of them that he would look very odd. He's like a Tom Brady. He would look very odd in somebody else's uniform. Yes. Yeah, he would. But you know what's going to happen? What? He's going to go to Saints. Yep. Honestly, I'm just quit watching football. I think Russell Wilson's going to go to the Saints. Okay. So now I can start hating Russell Wilson, too? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Good. Do it. Do it, playboy. It's going to be interesting. Um, it, it, the league is going to look a lot different next year, especially if Aaron Rodgers does leave. Yeah, um, I'm kind of like – have a lot of new quarterbacks. Did, uh, did I tell you about going – when I was in Georgia, about going into a Planet Fitness wearing a Falcons jacket, and one of the guys working there is like uh, asking me about the team. And so I'm in Georgia. And uh, he goes, you big Matt Ryan fan? I was like, yeah. <laughs> like that. And I said, I, I always have been, but he ain't winning shit. Because I knew that guy was, he was expecting me to be like, you know, towing the line or whatever. Like, we ain't winning shit with him. <laughs> I've, given, I've given you all my my uh, good faith. And that is gone now. It's gone. Yeah. Um, I'm a sucks. bitter man. I'm a bitter, well, bitter man. What if Matt Ryan goes to Pittsburgh and wins Super Bowl? Good for you. You guys need another one. You guys go, you clear the shelf off. You need a few more, I guess. Uh, it would make sense. You know to me. what? I hope he does. I hope we do get Matt Ryan. I hope we win a Super Bowl with him. <laughs> God damn, that would fucking suck. You know this what? Is- I hope I hope we get in the Super Bowl with Matt Ryan as our quarterback, and we're down twenty-eight to three, and we come back and win. Yeah, and then you can <laughs> mark it right there, like by the minute that the podcast ended. <laughs> No more rants. No more pastimes after that because I can't talk to you. I can't be your friend. 
<laughs> I can't. <laughs> speaking of that, speaking of friend, I almost totally forgot about this. So, like, a guy I know, we'll just say a guy I know, let me know that I could be getting contacted about an interview involving him uh, for a job. And he told me to be honest and, you know, pretty much give my opinion on his character and everything. And he didn't like my response. (laughs) 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 My response was, okay, so Uh. let's do, let's, let's try this out. So we're going to do some role play here. So we'll say the guy's name is uh, Rod. Okay. So Uh you're calling on behalf of Rod. Uh-huh. And ask what Rod thinks of his country as an employee, as a friend, all that stuff. So just call me like you're calling me on the phone. All right. Hey, Wes, um, I have some, some questions about Rod. Rod? Yeah, Rod. He's applied for a job here. Rod. He put me down? Yeah, he put you down. Well, let me tell you right off the bat, that dude's a card-carrying communist. <laughs> He will betray this country in the drop of a hat. Um, but good luck with that. Um, do you listen to Pastime Rants? And if not, you know, why not? Yeah. And uh, what's So you don't name? think he'd be a good asset to the company? Oh, no, he'll sink that ship. Like, it's, it's over. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I think he was, like, selling stuff to the Afghans at one point. But... But that's beside the point. What do you know about NFTs? Yeah. <laughs> Would you be interested in me explaining to you how to invest in NFTs and in uh, virtual real estate? Do you own because, digital real estate? Well, because uh, I, you know I do a podcast called Pastime Rants that you need to check out. If you obviously have it, uh, we have just purchased some digital real estate next to Antonio Brown. And and. You know, for you, if you don't hire Greg, don't hire Rod. (laughs) (laughs) I almost passed out. (laughs) I got lightheaded there for a second. (laughs) But uh, never mind, I forgot what the joke was. I got lightheaded out there. Well, bottom line is this. I told him all that, and he said, please don't. <laughs> please don't do any of that. <laughs> oh, God. that. That's great. Oh, but, you know, just in case, because you never know how deep they go. If they do, yeah, he's pretty much Captain America, okay? And uh, he does not want to invest in my digital real estate either, so whatever. So anyway, I... Uh, what if Pittsburgh brings in Matt Ryan and Julio Jones and we win a Super Bowl? Oh, that's you know, and, and Calvin dumb. Ridley. Calvin, dude, I'm, then I got to go kill somebody. The starting lineup for the Pittsburgh Steelers next year is just the Atlanta Falcons from like 2019. Yeah, if you want to crash and burn, you go right ahead. <laughs> you go right ahead and do that. You go right ahead. You go ahead, Princess. See how yeah. that works out for you. Next year, Julio's going to be in a Pittsburgh uniform. He's going to play all 17 games. He's going to be uh, MVP of the Super Bowl. I'll put it to you like this. See who helps you with a card show then. Like, <laughs> ain't nobody going to help you then. We're not friends anymore. They pull that shit off and you called it. Then just go ahead and knock me off the list. Because we're done. <laughs> you freaking jinx. You're a card-carrying communist, too. 
Dude, did you see where um is his name Hezbollah? Yeah, uh, Hezbollah. Did you see where he threatened a woman's life? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, but they like took that seriously, but like what is he gonna do? Like if he comes up to you, you just kick him. <laughs> I mean, honestly. He pulls out the, the smallest gun ever. <laughs> Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, Hezbollah is this very small guy that looks like a baby or a toddler, but yeah, he's like, like 19, 19 or 20. And if you take a picture with him, he will punch you in the face. Oh, yeah. He, so will, sucker, he will sucker punch the shit out of it. But he's been trying to get Dana White to let him fight this other little guy. on the Do US. it. Do it. I tell you, sell more pay-per-views than half the guys you got. I think they should let both of them fight Khabib. <laughs> um, or like uh, put both of them in there with Francis oh god <laughs> god damn it and he just comes in with a Traeger grill <laughs> like he's not even there to fight he's just there to eat <laughs> god damn dude that's just, that's just mean um, but I was going to say this so uh, is there anything else football related no, I think that's it. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, I ain't even lying to you. That's, I'm not even exaggerating. I got lightheaded. For a second, I dropped my phone, got light. I almost passed that. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I could see his face on the other end of the phone going, God, please. He knows I wouldn't, but he knows that that he's, you know, it could happen. <laughs> but yeah. uh, what I was going to say was, uh, hell, it's been a week and a half now, but I texted you and said that, uh, you know, we were going through Paramount plus just seeing what was on it. And, uh, because, uh, there's a couple of shows on it and shit that I was like, you know, the halo series is coming out on it and stuff. So I was just flipping through and it had a five part documentary on the dream team that I didn't know existed. They came out like last year or this year or something like that. And I was like, well, let's watch it because, you know, I've watched everything on the Dream Team, but let's just see what's well, based on a book. And uh, this journalist had interviewed every member of the Dream Team and had these uh, tape cassette interviews with every one of them. And he made a book out of these conversations. And I don't think a lot of them wanted these conversations out <laughs> because I'm just put to you like this. I don't think MJ signed off on this. Because um, where what you hear him say about people, it, the, the cookie-cutter shit you're used to hearing, um, most of it's not like earth-shattering or anything, but it is a different take on all that. Like One thing was nobody could agree on what the score was against that first uh, game against the uh, college kids. Nobody mm-hmm. could agree what that score was. And then half of them are like, you know, Chuck Daly didn't throw the game, and then half of them are like, yeah, he did. And like, but all the NBA, like Larry Bird's like even telling you, he's, he's yeah, Chuck threw that game. So there's stuff like that, you know, um, there's a, I sent you the picture of Charles Barkley because they start talking, talking about Charles Barkley just not giving any shit. I had no idea that dude was walking around the Olympic uh, grounds in 1992 wearing a hat that says, fuck Iraq. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I had no idea that guy did that shit. Um, Charles Barkley's great. He, yeah. Um, Did you ever but, watch? I told you to watch Charles Barkley on uh, the Pat McAfee show. Did you ever watch that? I, I didn't get to watch the whole thing. I watched the beginning of it. It's pretty it was long, like, but Charles is like, 
you know, Pat's like apologize. He's like, yeah, we're glad to have you on. We know you're busy. Uh, we're not going to keep you too long. And Charles like, I'll let you in on something, Pat. I ain't that busy. I just like <laughs> to play golf. <laughs> he goes, when people ask me to do their shit, I don't want to do it. <laughs> so I tell him I'm busy. I saw that. Yeah, I did see that. Is that he just lies? Yeah. Because everybody wants me. Everybody wants you to do your shit. And you don't know these yeah. people. Because yeah. I'm playing golf. But that got brought up on this. Is like Jordan threw him under the bus, too. It's like we'd heard where this came from, but we never heard the audio. And he said, basically, he goes, Charles got by his entire career on his athleticism, but he never wanted to work. He never wanted to practice. And, you know, like uh, in the Scottie Pippen book, I, I think I told that. I might have, might not have. Is that um, he said they show up for training camp for the Rockets and Charles ain't there. He's in a golf tournament. Everybody else is in training camp, getting in shape, and, go- and Charles is at a golf tournament. Um, but uh, there was a it, it, like the thing is, is that the documentary it goes all over the place though. Like it talks, it's basically it gives you like two or three episodes on the actual team. And it gives you two episodes on the impact that the team had. And that's one thing that if younger people need to really understand is like the landscape of basketball, as you see it today, does not exist unless that team happened. Because it showed all the people that was inspired, like from Dirk to Tony Parker, all the way up to Giannis to Luca and all those people. You're not going to have those players if the, uh, the NBA didn't push for this. And, and it pushed, uh, it really showed that how David Stern really wanted this um, to happen because he knew what was going to happen. Like, he gave a stat, and I don't have it written down, but he was like, how many um, countries watch the NBA before the Dream Team and how many watch them after the Dream Team? And it quadrupled their ratings. They quadrupled their their footprint in the world. They were the biggest sport in the world at that po- after that. So it was a calculated move to do all that shit, but... Um, so that was kind of interesting that, you know, all these European players watched, you know, these Americans come in like gods and, you know, you're not going to have Dirk Nowinski without the dream team, basically is what they were getting at. Um, so that was cool. And then, but then it started getting into the controversies and the main one was Isaiah and you hear audio and, you know, you never heard, uh, Mike admit that he didn't want Isaiah on the team, right? Mm-hmm. We've never heard him actually say He pretty much says it on this audio. He pretty much said it without saying it. Like, it's the most definitive I've ever heard. But everybody on that team didn't want him on the damn team. But they tried to turn it into a race thing. And they're like, well, they're putting John Stockton on there instead of putting Isaiah on there. And it's because, you know, they wanted a certain amount of white players. And I'm sitting there going, okay, you lost your argument when you picked John Stockton for your argument. Your argument should have been, why did they get Chris Mullen instead of Dominic Wilkins? All right. They got John Stockton because he was the second best uh, point guard in the league that didn't have HIV. All right. That's why they picked John Stockton because nobody on that team wanted Isaiah on that team. It had nothing to do with what you're trying to say. Nobody wanted Isaiah on that team. So they said, who's our next best one? They said, John Stockton is. Carl Malone's already on the team. That makes sense. But nobody said anything about Chris Mullen. Because, like, even when I was a kid, I was like, why is Christian Leitner on this team and Dominic Wilkins been on this team? 
but that got explained too. That was that was a uh, a deal they had to make with uh, the Olympic Committee. They had to have one college player. But even that, I didn't know, was a controversy. Did you know about this? About the Christian Leitner controversy? No. Okay, the Christian Leitner controversy is, I didn't even know this until I watched this, was everybody's like, why wasn't it Shaquille O'Neal? And I'm sitting there watching the documentary going, I remember back then is because the top college player at the time coming out of college was Christian Leitner. Mm-hmm. Like Shaq, Everybody knew Shaq was going to be huge, but his college career wasn't decorated like Christian Leitner's was. So if you were going to pick a college player, that's the guy you were going to pick. That's just the way it was. I think that's why nobody questioned it back then. And then now all of a sudden, I think they honestly, I honestly think they put that in there just to try to stir the pot a little bit. I think that's why they did it. But because, you know, in the NBA, it's not even close. But in college, if you just go by college, Christian Leitner was a better college player, right? Well, he's also on Duke, um, and that was like a national championship team. Everybody hated Christian Leitner, too. For no reason, really. He's kind of a dick. I kind of not, not – I guess he's we're – He's kind of a dick. By today's standards, he's, he wasn't. Um, There's an E60 on him or something, 30 for 30, one of those. Yeah, I, I watched it. Yeah, he's kind of a dick. It's like everybody hates Christian Leitner is the name yeah. of it or something like yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, so like, I think they tried to, they tried to make things out of nothing. But like, you hear Jordan talking about Clyde Drexler, because in the Scotty book, you know, Scotty says that Clyde took it. You know, he felt personally attacked by the Bulls, and you hear Clyde Drexler on this audio and him going, you know, when being compared to MJ, he goes. I'm bigger, I'm faster, I'm stronger. And then Jordan's rebuttal on audio was, you're good at one thing, I'm good at everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he actually said. But, and I know I talk about this era and, and, and this subject a lot, but one thing that, that, I, that I had to point out was something I didn't know because there was context to clips that I've seen my whole life that I did not understand the concept, the context to it until I watched this documentary. Um, on one of uh, those documentaries I had back in the day was there was a day that Jordan walked around all the, the Olympic Coliseum, all that stuff. Like there were cameras following around. I thought it was for the documentary. I, you know, you're a kid, you don't know anybody. And it's a famous shot of him walking. He looks up and there's this huge, huge billboard of himself in, in the city. I've seen that a million times. What I didn't know was that was the, the day of the gold medal game. And it showed the camera crew and the, and the journalists that had their job was to follow him all day of that, of that day because he was going to get to, um, you know, walk the Olympic grounds and do all this shit. And then they play the gold medal game that night and, and all that or that day and all that stuff. And they're scared to death because they found out he's been up all night playing cards with Charles Barkley and uh, Magic Johnson till like 630 in the morning. So he hadn't been to bed yet. And uh, they practiced or played the day before. Then they started playing cards and drinking. And it's 630 in the morning and the camera crew's there and the journalist is there. And they're like, hey, um, are you ready? Because it starts at 7. He goes, give me 15 minutes to take a shower. And they're like scared to death because they're like, we're not going to see him. He's going to go to sleep. 
he comes out in 15 minutes dressed and then it goes to a clip of him in a car and he goes, I'm drinking coffee. So it must be early. I was like, I remember all this stuff. And they said, we proceeded that entire day. And then he goes and plays golf. He plays 18 holes of golf after they followed him around for a while. And then they play the gold medal game and then they win. <laughs> the dude had been up for 36 hours. <laughs> and Everybody on that team, like Chuck Daly is even saying, he goes, I've never seen anybody with a gas tank like this guy. Like, he didn't sleep 36 hours just because he didn't want to sleep. He didn't want to miss out on nothing. And I just thought that was cool. I thought that was so freaking cool. It was like, that dude's like, screw it. I ain't got to sleep. <laughs> I'll go win a gold medal. I don't care. It, it's a really, really – Interesting. Like the only knock I'll give the entire documentary is they focus on the fifth episode way too much on LeBron James. Um, I'm not going to focus that much on a guy that won a bronze medal. I'm just not. I'm just, I'm not, I, I don't think he, I, I was like, I, I see what you're doing. You're doing the modern take on the league and everything, but this has nothing to do with the dream team. This has nothing to do with anything. I do want a bronze, like get him the fuck off that. But other than that, it's a really good documentary. It's on Paramount Plus if you want to check it out. Might check that out. It, it's not bad. It's five episodes. You go through it fairly quickly, to be honest with you. Like, it's not the last dance, and it's not the Tom Brady. I saw um, – I'm starting to see stuff for the Kobe Bryant documentary now, though. Yeah. So when is that supposed to come out? I don't know. I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything about it. I saw it. a poster for it. Let's see. Documentary 2022. Lakers announced nine-part documentary series will debut on Hulu in 2022. Doesn't give a date or anything, just sometime this year. I've heard it could be on his birthday. Um, you know when I would release it? <clears throat> when? August 24th. Wow. 824. Yeah, that's a good one. It will say I'm a marketing genius. Yeah. If you ever need Makes a recommendation, sense. just give my number too, because I'll call and talk for you. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else? Uh, no, I just wanted to touch, because like I said, it's I watched that. I don't want to take notes when I watched any of it, and it's been like almost two weeks since I watched it, so I was just grasping at straws to try to remember what all was on it. But um, I wanted to talk about it, because I was like, it was, it was better than I thought it would be. It was a different take on all of it. So I do recommend it. it. It's pretty good. It's way better than I thought it would be. There's other documentaries on the Dream Team that are kind of cheesy. This one's a little little more real. And uh, it, gives you, it gives you a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that you didn't think you were going to get. But I, just, I had to throw that one in there. That's in my wheelhouse. But that's all I got. All right. Well, that will do it for us. Thank you for listening. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> NFTs. <laughs> NFTs, digital yeah, real hit estate. Hit us up on Facebook if you want some digital real estate, though, right next to AB. There we go. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye. <laughs>